I want you guys to take a famous Christmas movie and rewrite it into a horror film. What do you got? Oh, there's so many that could be horror films. It's true. But I'm going to go with Elf, with our favorite Will Ferrell, Ferrell, of course. Imagine if he had gone through that traumatic event. He goes to New York. His dad rejects him, and he snaps. Oh, yeah. Crazy killer elf. Yeah, now he's exactly a crazy killer elf. He lures people in with his jovial, excited self. Fucking kills him. Does he have any signature moves? Oh, that's a good question. Like How he, would an elf kill somebody? So it's like a down and out American psycho. Yeah. Oh, like what a candy cane. <laughs> I was going to say, like he'd suck on a candy cane until it's that sharp point that you could do. Bingo. And that's his murder that's weapon. That's it. And, and then he eats the rest of the candy cane. Oh, Blood and all. Exactly. But now his weapon is gone. Ooh, they maybe, can't find the weapon. Maybe he makes candy canes and the red stripe is blood, <gasps> solidified blood. I'm into it. There's a lot of options here. Now he's selling back a dead blood to children. And he to becomes eat. a candy cane magnet, just <laughs> huge. He's a he's a tycoon of candy canes. And then he buys canes. his dad's business and then runs them out of business. Right, fires his dad. I'm seeing the movie Ooh. poster. It's going to be a candy cane on the ground, and at the end of the cane is going to be a trail of blood, and it's going to spell elf. Oh, the red, the red bleeds out of the yeah, cane itself yeah, and the yeah, word yeah. elf. Okay. It basically writes itself. Dude, we just made a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Kickstarter. That's not, <laughs> not a bad, not a bad t-shirt money. idea either. Yeah. We should. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's what do you got, Garrett? Uh, you know, I wanted to say Miracle on 34th Street because I feel like that would have been creepy as hell, but I went with Home Alone because it's just, it just sets itself up. It's Kids there. alone. Yeah. Kid loses his shit. People try to break in, and it could be like opposing like psychos. Like the wet bandits could be like there to kill legit you know, murderers. They're like, we're gonna rob this, and like, oh, there's a kid here, let's just take him out. And then like, you know, the Macaulay kid. Culkin's character's like lost his mind because he feels like yeah. he's been abandoned forever. He loses his shit. The guy next door is also like a murderer, which you think is like you know like oh he is, but he's not, but he actually is. Right. And so you've got Culkin. three different killers. The the perfect triangle, the trifecta. Yeah, he could be like Sid from Toy Story. Get with all kinds of devious, fucked up toys. Uh, that's how he kills people. Maybe, then he, his, maybe his parents actually left him on purpose because they knew he was such a danger. Exactly. And then he uses we have to go now. real parts of the body in his fucked up toys. So he takes doll eyes, replaces them with human eyes of people that he has killed. What are killed. you talking about? Are you he's, talking doing about Sid Chucky, he's doing the Chucky 2 thing now, right? Oh, was that in tu- Chucky 2? Well, you know, on the factory conveyor belt where they oh, yeah, stick the eyes into the exactly. security card. This is in his house, though. He doesn't have like a toy <laughs> conveyor belt. What are you talking about, John? He's got to he, step up his game, dude. No, he doesn't need a conveyor belt. He kills somebody, takes a knife, pop out his eyes, slaps it in a doll. Boom. He, he, Kevin never did that in Home Alone, he though. He didn't have just, to. He just protected his house, but like he just thinks right. he's just going to kill him. We're writing a whole new movie here, bro. Yeah, this is a horror. This is my movie, John. <laughs> <laughs> Stay over there with your you know, little so garbage elf town. Your Home Alone is basically Home Alone plus the crazies plus Last House on the left kind of thing. Yes, right? there you go. It's just three killers okay, going okay. at it from the, all their own all their own perspectives of why they've got to kill the other people in this movie. So it's kind of like, who's going to get there first? So Kevin is not the deranged one that John was going with. It's the people trying to break in. No, no, Kevin is deranged. Like I said, he's he's crazy. His okay. family leaves him because they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. This dude's going to lose his shit, okay? So they leave him. They abandon him on purpose in the house. Mm-hmm. But Kevin's like lost it. He's alone. He's he's already crazy. The wet bandits are going to rob it. They realize someone's in there like, oh, we're going to kill this kid too because they're also like psycho killer crazy as well. And as that's going on, the guy next door sees it playing out and he was like, oh, well, I kill people. This is a perfect opportunity to like take whoever out. And then so it's like, it's just a three way of killers trying to like be kind of inadvertently be the first one to take out the other people in the mix. Okay. So it's crazy versus crazy versus crazy. Exactly. Okay. 
It's right. the cannonball run of home entry <laughs> breaking craziness. That sounds pretty good. I went with the timeless classic It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Starring James Stewart. And this is going to be retitled to It's a Wonderful Life When You Raise Hell. Hellraiser 11. Ooh. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm in. So the movie's going to play out just like it does. Uh, George Bailey's getting shit on his entire life. He's missing out on all the opportunities that he could get. Um, he's going to get arrested. He's going to get drunk. And then he's going to almost lose his, ba- his, his business of the Bailey Brothers savings and loan. And he's going to go to the bridge where he's going to commit suicide. Just like in the movie, but instead he's going to find a lamentation configuration cube on the bridge. And as we know, it's the easiest puzzle to solve on the planet. You just rub it a little bit and bing, bang, boom, we get Cinnabites. (laughs) That is probably the great, I want want to share the pieces as you just rub it a little bit, bing, bang, boom, you get Cinnabites. So old Pinhead is going to pop in. He's going to tear up poor Georgie with some chains. He's going to reassemble him as the banker bite Cinnabite. So he's going to have like a a ballpoint pin jammed through both of his eyes. Kind of like, you know, the bone through the nose always going through his eyes. He's going to have a face. He's going to wrapped up in that pin chain that's always connected to the pin so you don't steal it, you dirty thieves. Isn't it depressing be, when you just have the chain and no pen? Yeah, somebody got away. <laughs> got away with crime crime of stealing the pen. Uh, he's going to be in a full suit, though, and he's going to carry a briefcase. Of course. So that's why he's banker bite. And he could shoot chains with pens attached from his briefcase. Exactly. Now Love you're getting it. it. Love it. The, ch- the pen chains are going to go into his victims. He's going to go after Potter, the one that took his business, and he's going to go wreak havoc on that small little town. Merry Christmas, Porno House! Like, let's make it like real adult across the board. They could be like, sure, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> all kinds of banking puns when he kills people. I that's I couldn't think of any good banking puns though, and I was hoping maybe you could on the fly. But... Loans due. <laughs> Loans, hey, Loans due. Payments We're here due. to collect yeah. your soul or something. Yeah, but uh, and then like. Of course, we'll have a scene where his daughter is going to be there and be like, oh, every time you hear a bell ring, uh, dead daddy closes another bloody business deal with full financing and 0% interest for six months. Oh. He could snatch people's eyes and be like, these will be deposited in one business day. (laughs) (laughs) See, there's plenty of potential. I think it's good. What do you think? I love it. I'm into it. I'm 100% into it. Does he get get his own like, like leather... Outfit. He's going to be in a full suit. He's going to be the first like business attire banker. But it's got to be like leather with like skin hanging out for the lapels. Okay, as long as it looks like a suit. Yeah, it'll look like a business suit, but it'll be like his skin is flayed open to be like the lapels of like his his jacket. He'll have a tie made of ears or something. Oh yeah, I like it. And then he can be like, I can't hear you. <laughs> Pull. Your loans do. I'm not listening. It's like Pee Wee's becoming a what? What? <laughs> Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another Christmas edition of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark, again, joined by John and Garrett. Fellas, today is Christmas Day. Holly jolly. Happy holidays, (laughs) everybody. How are you celebrating this year? Apparently by podcasting. Mm -hmm. Because we record on the day we release. The exact day. That's how we do it. That's how we keep our news so timely. Real time. (laughs) Filled with the holiday cheer, Mark. Yeah. What about you? Eggnog and gin. Et, ooh. I know. You don't usually put gin in it. You don't put Which gin. Vodka? I put usually a brandy tastes pretty good in eggnog. Okay. 
But I mean, you can put whatever. I'm I've sure. apparently been doing it wrong for hey, 20 I mean, years. If you like it, that's that's. <laughs> I don't know what eggnog and Bailey's is. taste like. Probably pretty good, dude. Very eggnog, rich. eggnog is so goddamn sugary. Yeah. Like I don't know if I'd want any more sugar in there. They it's can so always thick. put more sugar. I can only drink like the light eggnog, the like one percent less <laughs> yeah. sugar version. Because like you take like one sip and you're like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. ever chug it as a kid it. though? Like as a kid, you just like just down it's it. Kid, you can't get enough of that shit. <laughs> I was never a big fan of it, to be honest. Oh, I love eggnog, but yeah, I get like the smallest possible bottle you could buy, and I still don't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, as an older, I, I taste it, and all I can taste is the egg, and I'm just like, Ugh, I'm good. I just taste creamy sugar. Mmm, creamy sugar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my alternate movie was going to be Ernest Saves Christmas by Killing Everybody with Weaponized Ebola. Wow. Mark, we've got to work on titles with you. I mean, like, it's like, that's like the that plot of show is like, Scranton Business offers full protection to all. It's like, no, it's a title. It's supposed to be like three or four words. I like it when my title tells you exactly what you're getting. <laughs> His no back questions. of the box is the front of the box. <laughs> yeah. I've got a bola. Know what I mean, Vern? It's like the stand, except for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a movie called Christmas Horror Story from 2015. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 79% out of 19 reviews, 45% audience review out of 616. 45% is much more accurate. I, really? I would have put it a little bit higher. I thought like around 60%. This was, I kind yeah, of enjoyed the 60. shit out of this. Yeah. I think 45% was my initial score until the ending, and then I bumped it up 15. Okay. That fair. ending, yeah. I loved it. I did yeah. not see it coming, no, and me I was either. so happy about it. So this was directed by Grant Harvey. Also, Stephen Hoban and Brett Sullivan have directing credits. These guys work in TV, according to their IMDb. A lot of TV projects hmm. producing. I think I can well, see Well, this that. seems like multiple yeah. little TV this, episodes yeah. into one movie. This definitely felt like an amazing stories type episodic show yes. that we would have had in the 80s, early 90s, that kind of thing. I'd agree. To be fair, though, all the different plot lines, all the different stories flawlessly put together. Really? Like, I, th- I thought that they did an amazing job. All the little like threads connecting everyone's story. I thought that was amazing. I thought they did a great job with that. Like every story connects to each other. And I was like, wow. Really? Did yeah. they? Every single one of them like plays into each other. I did not pick up on that. Hmm. Okay. I'll yeah, we'll get you, into it as we go. I'll let you explain that to me in a little yeah. bit because there was a couple that I didn't think had anything to do with the others. But Yeah, I thought there was a quality separation, but well, yes, we'll continue. This one, uh, there's a lot of people in this, but I'll just name two of them. Uh, William Shatner is Dangerous Dan. He's the radio DJ. He's getting such drunk a great and, job. and keeping up the festive spirits. The first thing my roommate said as we were watching this was like, what makes him so dangerous? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, but I would love to delve into that plot line. <laughs> I think it's the amount of alcohol he's drinking. He's getting dangerously <laughs> yeah. high to killing his liver. It's yeah. Possible. Uh, we also got George Buza. He plays Santa Claus. I looked that guy up. He's been acting forever. He's uh, voice. He seemed very familiar. Voice work. He's the voice of Beast in the Uncanny X-Men cartoon from the 90s. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think was it was the, just X-Men. I don't think it was Uncanny X-Men. Well, okay, yeah. The X-Men cartoon from the 90s was on Fox. He voiced Beast. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Uh, here's what the back of the DVD has to say about this one. It's Christmas Eve. Interwoven stories that take place on Christmas Eve as told by one festive radio host. A family brings home more than a Christmas tree. A student documentary becomes a living nightmare. A Christmas spirit terrorizes. Santa slays evil. 
That's all very correct. Yeah. There's no mention of Dangerous Dan on there. No, he said the... He said radio DJ. Radio, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. But he doesn't tell those stories. No, he just kind of is like a... Yeah, he was just there. Yeah, so there was a... In, in I the said three he's, sen- he's a point break, but then I just wanted to talk about point break, <laughs> so... In the three sentences, they still managed to fuck it up somehow. So this movie is is a, an anthology of vignettes that are kind of melded into one. Um, I was kind of getting flashbacks of pulp fiction to a degree, like multiple stories yep. that are yeah, it was like trick or treat to, almost. It was, this was like yes. hot, uh, Christmas this, yeah, trick this or is, treat. This is Xmas cr- trick or treat right here. Yeah, except trick or treat was substantially better. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but I this definitely movie was still good. Horror, but like, there was definitely. <laughs> I thought some of the vignettes were way stronger than others. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Absolutely. Particularly the story of the family getting a tree, I thought was the probably my favorite one of, the, the, of all of it. That was my second favorite. And then the actual story of Santa Claus battling Krampus. Yeah, that was my favorite. Which I wasn't really uh, too keen on until the ending, and the ending is what completely yes. turned me around on that Though whole I did tale. like ripped wrestler Krampus. That was dope, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. The Krampus look... I mean, the visual, other than like a couple like CG things, yeah. um, this movie actually like had a decent budget. They did a really good job yeah. with the visuals. Uh, but this movie opens up with what... I, I'm not a huge fan of Christmas music. I cannot stand it. I hate the fact that we start playing it in August now, <laughs> which just is the worst. It's like my own personal hell when it's like, oh, look, it's Labor Day and here's your Christmas movie. You're like, we haven't even hit October yet, people. And it's not like they add any new songs to the pantheon of the Christmas classics. It's the same, like the the newest one was like Grandma Got Run Over by Reindeer. No, Christmas Time in Hollis Queens by Run DMC. I want to say that's probably the latest edition we've had. Okay, so it's still the 80s. I'm sure like Kelly Clarkson's done her own like, I'm happy to be Yeah, but they always Christmas. just redo no. the classics. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. That had to be in the that's 90s. That's an old song though, isn't it? Or is that, did she make it that had song? at least 25 years old I or think more? she made it, but even if she didn't make it, she definitely like made she, it. It's, it's, in yeah. the, it's in the like, this is considered a official Christmas That's the canonical, song. yeah. Yes. Okay. Like I said, there's, there's, there's people who've done Christmas albums, but I don't think any of them have had hits that have become part of like the greatest hits no. of the Christmas timeline. It ain't no silver bells. It ain't no rocking around the Christmas tree. Whoa, bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm with you, Garrett. I can't stand the music. It's, but the uh, movie opens up with a little kid. You know, like in, in horror movies, it's all like, la, 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 like little nursery rhyme shit. Yeah. They've got like a kid singing Christmas music, auto-tuned, all creepy. And it's like, and it's like made up lyrics to um yeah they're like horror lyrics they basically it, are like telling you the story essentially yeah it's like these like creepy christmas lyrics that could be like oh it's kind of spells are coming you're like what the fuck dude but it's, it's all really auto-tuned good. with this creepy little kid And As the some, credits roll, and some ninety ass CG level work of Santa's North Pole, it looks so fucking oh, bad. <laughs> when that when that came on the screen, so like that happens, and then the movie starts. You hear that song start over again, and then you kind of like fly into this like nineties. Um, castle Santa's like creepy castle at North Pole and as I was like I was like it's Mordor like it looks <laughs> yeah. like a really bad version of Mordor Gothic from Santa yeah, Claus or something like, but I was like oh my god this is like I was I was expecting it to be that level and I was really worried but it definitely picked up from there yeah uh, I think maybe we should discuss these as the individual um, stories, stories rather than try to jump back and forth as the, as the movie plays out I agree out. So let's save the Santa Claus one for the end. Yeah, that is like the okay. showstopper. Let's talk about these, and at the end, I'll tell you all the connections to each one. 
Okay, I'd be interested. So let's start off with I think is the weakest one. It's a shitty white family going to visit their aunt. <laughs> That's the one you think is the weakest? Yes. I thought yeah. the one in the school was the weakest. Oh, That's the second week. They're so close to me. <laughs> oh, they're, they're both God. Pretty bad. The, the one in the school I hated. I, I did scream during the one in the school, though. I scared the shit out of the cat <laughs> who was like laying right in front of me, like purring, and all of a was like, ah! Cat hightails it. I was like, well, that's the end of that. One of the jump scares got They are you. neck and neck for the worst one. I'll tell you that. So bad. Okay, you want to start off with that one? We'll do no, that. No, no, no. We'll, we'll start. I'll, I'll concede. Let's talk about okay. Let's talk about the white family. <laughs> so it's, it's a family. Every member of this family is shitty. Uh, they're like getting cold from Santa. Guaranteed cold. Yes. Uh, they're getting a lot worse, apparently. They're on a road trip, and they're, they're driving through uh, just a... a covered snow bank of yeah, it's, uh, wilderness. Yeah. Like, I don't know where this, they're going yeah. to, to the ant. I feel like they got lost. Well, let me, let me put one thing in that's going to be important. We see them leave their home. The daughter gets in the car. We see them leave their home and they start driving to their long lost aunt's house. Okay. So on the way, you know, we get some interactions with the family. We find out that nobody really likes the dad. He's got this loserish <laughs> vibe to him. The son is a real piece of shit. They all don't like, like each like, other. He's not listening to anybody's rules, and the daughter is mostly disinterested in the family. Yeah. The wife is probably downing bottle after bottle of wine while the husband's out. I just get that vibe. Yeah, it's just your generic suburb, like suburban dark family that yeah, all she's hates like, each she's other. Like, well, it's not Bermuda or Aspen. And he's like, well, yeah, but it's Christmas. We're going to spend some time with a family member. And the thing is, even the husband is going there to try to ask the rich aunt for money. So even he's not a saint. No, but yeah, right. she's like really upset that they're not in someplace nice other than spending time with yeah. family. Yeah. They get to this aunt's house. It's like filled with kitschy stuff. And she's it's like, a huge mansion. Yeah. It's, it's a really nice mansion. She's like, don't touch anything. And of course the kid's like, fuck you. Bring yeah. something. So immediately, immediately you're just like, fuck, <laughs> I want to play with this Krampus figure in you. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. And then he like smashes it. And then like the groundskeeper looks at him and starts losing his shit a yeah. little bit. He's like, I can't believe you just did that. And then the aunt immediately ejects him from the home. Well, he does it as a fuck you though. That's yeah, the thing. He's is, like, a dick. He picks it up and the, the aunt's like, don't touch that. And he puts it down. And then the aunt leaves. The wife is like, well, we've been here for 30 minutes and she didn't even offer me a drink. Goes straight to the liquor cabinet, starts pouring booze into a cup. <laughs> yeah. The daughter is like, clearly like she steals a lighter. She steals She's a klepto. From, she yeah. steals from the ant, and then the kid picks up the Krampus figure again, and then the groundskeeper walks in. And he's like, "Put that down!" Like crazy, angry. And he's like, "You don't touch that!" And the kid like goes, "What are you gonna do?" Knocks it off the table and breaks it. The grant the, the groundskeeper loses his shit. He's like, "You little bastard!" And then the ant walks in and is like, "Y'all need to leave." Yeah, right. They're really a rude family. Being there for thirty minutes and not getting offered a drink is not terribly unusual. No. <laughs> she made like a fit about it. What if she doesn't drink? Yeah, you're just assuming. <laughs> well, so they get back in the car and they're driving home, and she's like, "You just wanted to ask her for money." He's like, "That money pays for your lifestyle." Yeah, she's like, "Whatever." She clearly doesn't want to be there. The daughter has still stolen, and the mom's like, "Did you hear how they talked to little Johnny?" I can't remember the kid's name, but yeah. like. How they talked to little Johnny, they practically forced him to knock that thing over. And I'm like, you just made an excuse for your kid breaking something that yeah. wasn't his. Like, yeah, what the it's fuck? a it's a wonder he's a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. He, she, I don't know where he learned it from. <laughs> yeah. He cold blooded broke that. And she's like, Well, should they shouldn't have yelled at him. Like, shouldn't yeah. have had a figurine in the first place. Who buys figurines? <laughs> yeah, they're blaming like people who for like he's like, Yeah, my kid broke it, but you pretty much forced him to by having something. It's like, <laughs> who the fuck are you? So the car breaks down. Now they're trudging through the snowy forested area. Yeah. And what do they come across? Like, they just start hearing noises? Well, yeah. The next thing I really distinctly remember, they're walking through, and then, like, chains just grab the kid. 
the son. No, no, it hits the it hits the dad. Or the first. dad first. So they, yeah. they hear a noise, which sounds like a, an animal growling or something yeah. like that. And then out of nowhere, this chain with a hook flies out of the woods and gashes the dad across yeah. the stomach, and he goes down. And they're like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "I might have been shot." Yeah. <laughs> it's which like, is not an outrageous thing to no, assume in the woods. Fair. Which also, why the fuck y'all all walking right. in the woods? Is Dick but, Cheney out there, and he had a flare in his hand, and, and when he gets hooked, he drops yeah. the flare. The kid being the the smart one gets told to stay put, but he walks over there. The boy walks over to pick up the the flare and then gets full on hook cramped. Yeah. Like he gets like hooked, they drag and him away, dragged into nowhere. I would have bumped this grade up a little bit if they had killed him on camera. Yeah, true. He is, really killed, he is killed off camera, so we don't know what happened to him. But the rest of the family's like uh, on they, the run. They go to a church. Yeah, they're, they're running through the forest and they find a church. And then they, I guess they see the Krampus or they know it's the Krampus yeah. or something. And the daughter's like. It's Krampus night, you know, like, and then the dad's like, he only kills wicked people. We'll confess our sins in here. You find out they're all terrible. The dad's been lying the whole time about his company, completely they broke. Don't have any money, right? Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. It's confession exposition at this point. Yeah, and you're uh, like, oh, you guys are all garbage. There was a one really weak moment where we're supposed to be like, oh, the husband and wife are reconnecting. I'm like, fuck him, kill him. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Let's fucking Then we find go. out the son is like a borderline serial killer. He's killing animals for sports. Yeah, like, I didn't know about that until like that was like, wow. We got a little Freddy Cougar in here yeah. bashing rats with a hammer and Crazy. shit. Crazy. Holy shit. And then yeah. like what the Krampus breaks in or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Krampus kills everybody but the daughter and then the daughter comes to realize that she can stop him. But she runs to like she's the like I gotta house. get back to the aunt's house and she's like this is about the figurine and then the aunt's like nah that's just a figurine. Yeah. <laughs> she's like nah bro this is just a, a Christmas evil spirit that like just does what it does. Yeah. And then you she explains oh so as the, the daughter's running back she sets the Krampus on fire. A, a little like right, scene happens. Because what she had stolen was a lighter. Yes. Yeah. So there's a scene where like the Krampus is running at her and then she holds up a pole and it impales himself in the neck and then it's like trying to pull it out. She douses it with uh, gasoline, yes. uses the stolen lighter, throws it on it and the Krampus as it's burning turns back into the groundskeeper. And then she runs to the house with the aunt and she's like, you know, like, we can fix it, the figurine. She's like, oh, no, no. The spirit just took over the groundskeeper because the Krampus can take over anybody who's filled with negative energy and evil. Right, so... The movie's positing that there is an anti-Christmas spirit. Yeah. That if you are angry and shitty enough that you can transform During yourself Christmas into time, Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> you can become the Krampus. If, yeah. It's, don't be cranky today or you might get Krampus. And yeah. so then the aunt's like, oh, no, that's what happened. And she's like, oh, my God. And then she's like, so now you got to go. The aunt's <laughs> like, you got to go. You guys have fucked up. And then the daughter, being the redeemed quality person that she is in this family, she's like, this never would have happened if you hadn't kicked us out, which completely missing the point of yep. everything. So then she lets the Krampus evilness into her. The daughter turns into Krampus and then kills the aunt. End of that storyline. Horrible people. That and these poor are, aunt. These yeah. are all that poor aunt probably didn't even want to entertain. I know. She didn't want those people over in the first she place. She didn't even invite them. They just yeah. showed up. So remember? she got killed because she was trying to protect herself from, you know, the long distance relatives from just want to go bang, move, borrow money. <laughs> God damn it. I hate this story. Yeah, what a shitty day Quality for Christmas tale. Uh, well, so that's, let's go sideways in quality and that's talk about the That's the Krampus storyline. Yeah. And then What's got, a Krampus storyline? Well, well, all right, fair again, enough. They, I get what they you're all, saying. They all yeah. play into each other and I'll get to that in a minute, but we'll call that the Krampus yes, storyline. Yes, you're right. I get what you're saying. Story two. Uh, all right. uh, some <laughs> students are making a film, and what I don't even remember what their thesis is or what they're trying to prove. So the school that they go to had some kids get killed at it. 
And so it, it shut down during certain times. Yeah. And they're watching a video that one of the girls, one of the students is like, I, I got this video of the cops investigating the murders at our school. They see it. There's some jump scares with some dead kids in there. So that's why the school's been shut down during Christmas time. And so they're going to for Which their does school- not feel like a thing that would actually happen. Yeah. Every no. year we have to shut down for Christmas because 20 years ago, somebody got killed here. Like, yeah. That's not going to be a thing. No. The girl is part of the school newspaper, the school news team. And she's like, we're going to break this story. And it's like, well, one could argue it's already been broken. The cop, yeah. they've already found the dead bodies. But um, she's like, we're going to go investigate it. So her two friends who go with her. Um, I don't remember their names. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah. Expendable so, one, expendable two. Male, male A and male B um, go with her to the school. They're going to break in. They're going to research this and get it on video and they call it Horror in the Hallways. And so they go into Which the school. Which is not a terrible name. I'll give them that. Well, it's funny. One of the characters is like, we're going with that, really? And I was like, <laughs> I understand what he's saying. <laughs> so um, the, the principal is inside the school talking on the phone to somebody. He's like, you know, we'll just make sure it's okay, you know, like really cryptic. And yeah. so they have to hide and they go down to the basement to hide, which is where everything went down, the, the killings. And as they're... Yeah, they said the school before it was a school, it was a... Uh, like a monastery yeah. kind of, you know, nunnery. <laughs> Get thee to the nunnery. But it used to be like a, a church nunnery type thing before it became a school. So they still have like a basement filled with beds and crosses, which apparently they never cleaned up. Yeah, no, no one even cleans up the basement after it becomes a school because why would you? <laughs> and then you find out that this place was a place where that floor was the place where pregnant teens went to have their babies away from everyone. So no one would know they got pregnant beforehand, which already was like just unnerving. Yeah. And then you find out that one of the girls died there while trying to give birth or something like that. It's like a the urban legend of this place. Yeah. So they're down there, and this is where I kind of lose the plot of it. They're down there, and what? They get locked in. They, yeah, they so, get locked yeah, they're in. like, all right, let's go. This is getting creepy. We got what we need to go to Leo, and they get locked in. But then she, so then the girl's like, oh, I have my cell phone, and I have full service, but the cell phone doesn't work for some reason. And so then they're like, all right, we'll wait it out. But to your point, they're like, oh, the school's closed for 17 weeks or some fucking insane time some period. Some stupid yeah. time frame. And, uh, and so they're like, well, fuck. So they're like, all right. And then she was like, relax. It's Christmas Eve. If there's any time that you know people would notice a bunch of kids missing, it's going to be now. I missed that line completely. <laughs> yeah. So that's what she says. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then they all, I guess, go to sleep. And, but then the lady, the main news lady, gets possessed by a spirit. Mm, while she's, she's a student. She's not a news oh, lady. Oh, right. Yeah, she's <laughs> a student. Who works for the school news. Right. The student. So she gets possessed by a spirit who wants her to have sex with people. Okay. So there's some thread in there about a girl who died during childbirth or yeah, something. Yeah, which I just mentioned. Back when it was a convent, right? Right. So her spirit is still walking the area. I guess she she's still wants to a kid. rebirth her dead child or something she's like that? She's trying to trick people so they can get pregnant down there and the ghost can put her baby spirit into yeah. this newborn conceived baby there so this baby can actually be born. So this dead spirit is trying to take advantage of someone else getting knocked up in the basement of this right. school slash nunnery so she can basically put her baby spirit in it. And she it's does not the, take no for an answer. Oh, no. There's no consent. Right. Boy one turns her down. He's like, murdered. I have a girlfriend. Just, you know, 
chillax. Maybe you hit your head or something. He gets stabbed Killed. through the fucking eye with a crucifix. Yeah. Right. Oh, and of yeah. course, before all this happens, there's such a cheesy scene where the girl's sleeping and the cross slowly turns upside down. Oh, I miss that. It's like, oh, yeah, Jesus. they did the whole shaking cross yeah. on the wall. And they're sleeping in a room full of the mannequins that they use for the like life size nativity scene. Yeah. And these mannequins are the creepiest, like tourist trap level creepy mannequins. Yeah, they're pretty they horrific. Are fucking, I was like, at any point, that shit's what's going to kill him. No, never happens. Nope. You think they would have. I was like, how do you not have these mannequins move? props. Yep, didn't happen. So then she goes and tries Boy B, and this part actually confused me, but I didn't care enough to rewind. It looked like they were having sex, but I think his jeans were on the whole time. Well, he may have unzipped it. Yeah, yeah, did that happen? You can pull it out without taking the pants off, I believe it. I don't know if you're familiar with how sex works, but this is possible. Only barely. (laughs) (laughs) Only in passing. (laughs) I've heard tales. (laughs) Tune into our next mini episode where Garrett breaks it down for John. We'll see what books will tell me, but the birds and the bees, according to Candyman. Yeah. You know what? Turns out, no birds are involved. Bees, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, so she does have sex with him, and then... As soon as the deed is done, she comes out of the trance and like, what did you do to me? Yes, oh, yeah, starts, she blames him, like, what did you just do to me? And he's like, like looking oh. at it like, and this dude's like, beta male. Yeah, like, he is not... To the max. He is, he's very much, like, by the seat of his pants, just happy to be, like, around a girl that he, he likes. Like, lady, like, you took my dong out and <laughs> sat on it. You're the one that's... I would have loved if that was the line... You were on top the whole time. So, uh, yeah, yeah I so think she realizes, like, oh, I shouldn't be yelling at him because her face starts to change. Yeah. And he runs to go look for boy number one, and he's dead with the cross in his face. Yeah. And then she runs in, and the ghost appears, and then he gets like crucified on the wall, boy yeah. number two. Which is reminiscent of the bodies that they found originally. Right. Because, and you find out that the reason the ghost killed those kids at the beginning, the reason the school shut down, is because they wouldn't help the ghost conceive a baby to put her baby spirit in. So she killed them. This is the next round. So basically she's like, these three kids won't help me out next round. So it's just batch after batch of kids until this actually happens. But this one, it actually happened because it was successful. right? Yeah. That kid. And you know, kudos to that kid, man. He must be potent one time, one shot. Boom. Done. He's got a baby on the way. One take Drake. (laughs) (laughs) So, so the ghost basically like the boys like, no, this can't happen. She pins him up against the wall and snaps his neck in a crucifixion reminiscent of the very first kid. Yeah. And then we realize the girl is now pregnant with the ghost baby and she's going to give birth to that. End of end ghost of, story. End of tale two. Whew. Thankfully, quality steps up now. And to be fair, all these stories, even though we found those to be the weakest, shot beautifully. Yes. Pacing's good. Sounds good. Except there are the jump scares of the ghost story. The yeah. volume increases way too loud, which I hate. They do just yeah. to get you to jump. definitely did that, yeah. Which oh, yeah. I was like, ugh. But I will say this movie felt appropriately length. <laughs> it was the perfect amount of time to tell multiple <laughs> stories. So number three, probably my favorite one, is a family is going to cut down a Christmas tree out in the woods. They find a fence that says no trespassing. The dad's like, hey, no biggie. All the good ones are back there. Mother reluctantly agrees, and they go cut down a tree. And well, they take the little kid with them. Yeah, yeah. they've got a, like a six-year-old kid. Maybe he long, might, might be younger, like yeah. four or five or something. No, no, he's not that young. He's he's about six to seven. He doesn't say much. I think he's younger than seven for sure. Mm, no, right, the kid, We have a kid between four and seven. Yeah. <laughs> we have a kid younger. Let's yeah, argue three years. <laughs> Three years difference. Can we get a kid in here? We need to, we need to check this We need out. multiple children to test for ages. Are you saying anything? How old are you, sir? Have you now or ever been associated with the Communist Party? All right, McCarthy, rule it in. 
so the child goes missing and they start freaking out, freaking out. And there's like the dad comes across a tree that has an opening, like a like it's been hollowed out. Yeah. And then almost like is it was it supposed to look like a vagina? No, I think that's just a, okay. yeah, I think this is what trees. Because then a baby like, pops yeah. out of it, and I was like, okay, was there some yeah. sim- they, symbol symbolic business going on here? They, or something? They've cut down a tree at this point. They're leaving. The kid gets distracted, disappears. They turn around like, where's our son, Will? And they and I was like, Will's in the upside down. That's the first thing I said when that happened. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then they they go looking for their kid. They find a tree, like you said, with a big uh, vagina shaped hole in it. Mm-hmm. And then um, Will pops out of that. Will comes out of the tree. And at this point, he looks tired, right. scared. Maybe he doesn't say much because he's a changeling. Yes, true. I got that part. Spoiler but before that, man. he still wasn't. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> so the kid comes out of the tree, and they're like, "Oh, thank God we found you, Will. Let's get you home." So they take the tree that they cut down. They take their son, Will. They all go home. They set up the tree, and yeah. then. But is, when this whole time, Will's like suddenly become like a dick. He's got an angry look on his face yeah. the whole time. He's acting real shady. Right. They think it's because he's mad that he got lost and the parents didn't find him in time. Right. Well, they're, yeah, like that, they're right? doing that thing where like you don't know why someone's mad. So you're just explaining all the reasons they should be mad. He's like, yeah, I know I wasn't around much last year, but I'm here this year. Help me put the tree up. And he puts like one ornament up and he's like, well, I'm done. Yeah. And then they feed him spaghetti and Which he, he eats the spaghetti like just a, he's never had food ever. Yeah. I really wonder how they filled that because a kid, if he was really just shoveling spaghetti like that, Props, bro. I Good think it work. was. I think that was just quality spaghetti acting. <laughs> Good work. Because he was just shoveling That kid's spaghetti. pasta acting needs to be on his CV yeah. because that was amazing. Ragu, get this kid in your commercials. <laughs> They're going to sell buckets of this stuff. <laughs> There's probably a bucket on the side where they said, all right, puke it out. Yeah, we'll just do it. Anyway. So the mom's like, you need to slow down. You're going to make yourself sick. You need to slow down. And then the dad who I think has come into this family. I think he's like living with an, and like a stepdad or something. Yeah. He's they like don't a really or something like that. Like and maybe then, he went to prison and came back or something. No, no, no. Cause he's the cop from the video and the ghost story. Again, one of the threads oh, I'll get with you guys. He? Yes, he was. Ah. So hold on. Like I said, I'll, I'll weave all this together. You call me John Weaver lady, because I'm going to get it. <laughs> but like, so he's like, you heard your mom stop. And he goes to grab the spaghetti from out the kid and the kid stabs him in the hand with a yeah. fork. And the, and the dad jumps up and is like, you son of a bitch. And like, and the mom's like, no, no, don't you touch him. Like, I guess the dad has a problem with violence. And maybe because that's because he was, he was put on administrative leave from the he force. He said he went for stress leave. Yeah, yeah, stress leave. So he's, she's like, no, I got this. And he's like, okay, you handle this. She, and just, she, she just seemed overly protective of the kid right. at times. It was like, come on. He's got reason to be angry at the yeah. kid right now. Yeah, you just got stabbed. Yeah. That, like Allow that him to vent a little. Really probably hurt <laughs> a lot. So Fork to the hand. Yeah. So yeah, then she's like, go to your room. Like, oh boy, that's really punishment. So the kid sulks away to the room. Then they fight. Not sulks. He just quietly moves. Like Fair. everything yeah. is like emotionless with this kid now. True. Yeah. So then they fight and then he like, the dad goes to sleep on the couch. And he proceeds just to drink. Yeah. He's like, whatever. Christmas cheer. You <laughs> Fuck <know>. Christmas. <laughs> Uh, and then does the mom get like raped by the changeling? Is that oh, what happens? She's laying so there in the is bed. some creepy business going on. Yeah. Where, uh, so every once in a while, you'll see like a pair of glowing eyes in the shadow, yeah. which I thought was really well Fuck. done. I agree. That, that stuff was. That's why I like this one particularly. I got goosebumps well. right now just <laughs> thinking about it because you'll yeah. catch like the boy's reflection in the, in the the window, and it's like a dark figure with like glowing dot eyes. Yeah. And so you can tell like there's something inside of this boy. But yeah, it cuts back to the mom who's in bed laying there and then something starts creeping up under the covers on her and it's clear you think it's the kid, Will. Yeah. And then a hand comes out from under the covers and kind of starts touching her tit. 
Yeah. And I'm like, yo, that, but it's not the kid's hand. Yeah, it's really it's weird. It's really and ambiguous. Like, it's supposed to kind of be the kid's hand, but it doesn't look like it. I don't know if they made that choice consciously to not make it too weird. Yeah. Probably so. But I would guess, to, uh, yeah. she wakes up, she gets up, and then there's nothing there. Then she gets the phone call. Right, yeah. And then she's like, yeah, the guy's like, hey, you stole from my land. You brought home something that you didn't think you were going to bring home. And he's she's like, is like, your kid acting weird? Yeah. And she's like, don't ever call me. He's like, is your kid acting weird? Because that ain't your son anymore. Yeah. It's a changeling. You need to bring him back. And she's like, don't ever call me. And then hangs up. Right. She goes to the living room and the dad's been killed. Yes. He's had his hand severed off and he's laying dead in a pool of blood by the Christmas tree. Yeah. Yes. So and now the wife is clearly understanding this changing thing is a reality here. <laughs> she goes to, she grabs a bat. She goes to the bathroom, calls back the number. He's like, so I guess you realize what I was saying was correct. So this is what you got to do. You got to bring it back. You cannot let it know that you're onto it or else he will not go with you willingly. Bring him back and I'll take care of it. So she goes out to kind of like, like, hey, we're going to go for a ride. Will come with me. But she's got the bat in her hand. So he kind of catches on. She clocks that. It, <laughs> it bum rushes her. She clocks that kid in the head with a metal baseball I bat. And I was it. like, whoa, they just hit that kid straight up. It gets up. And then she starts beating it mercilessly, <laughs> knocks it out, puts it in a fucking duffel bag, takes it back to the forest where she runs into the man who called whose land it is, who I guess he said he's an ogre or a troll. Yeah, he's something because he's like, they won't hurt you as long as I'm around. Yeah, like, he's like, I kept them in check for all this time. Yeah, so y'all came and fucked it up. And you can tell he's kind of, he's kept them in check by being a bully, though. Yeah. Because yeah, he's like absolutely. berating them and she's like, where's my son? And he's like, you little shit, you think you can leave my place? And he like <laughs> has a gun and so does the wife. She's got the cop's pistol and she's been like using that. And he's like, don't aim that gun at me. Don't aim that gun at me. And then she accidentally shoots the the troll groundskeeper you know, whatever he is. And he Way looks like kind of like a fucked up human, but he's yeah. not like monster. And then they look at her like, oh, cool. Ding dong, the witch is dead. We're free, you know. And they give back her son as payment, who's straight up in his like tidy whities <laughs> from inside yeah. the tree. And they let him go. But there's that scene when like all the change, changes are in the forest around her. That fucked me up. That was so creepy. Yeah. I was wondering if they were going to try to twist it up a little bit and make it another changeling go home with her. Oh, that would have been clever. I thought that too. I was like, you just exchanged one changeling for another. Cause like on the phone, the guy who's all like, you need to get it out of there because he's tasted the pleasures of the human world. That's why he was touching the lady's breasts. That's why he was eating real food. Like he was happy to be out of the tree prison or whatever yeah. that he was in. But, like, they can't exist out there because they're just little monsters. Right. I, yeah. I, I think it would have been better with that twist. You know what the message of this movie is? Is don't help people. That aunt got <laughs> fucked. Those two guys got fucked for trying to help their friend. This troll thing got fucked for trying to help that lady. <laughs> and they stole. Yeah. 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 People suck. Yeah. Don't be helpful. You'll just yeah. get fucked. Bah humbug. <laughs> Karma's a bitch, people. <laughs> Merry Christmas. But we know it's her boy because he's actually talking again. Yeah, he's back leave. to normal. So end of end of changeling story. Yeah. Now we get into Santa versus Krampus. The best one. So, so this movie is making elves zombies. Well, let me let me preface one part of this story that's going to be very important for the reveal at the end, which I'll say for you, Mark, because you love this. I can tell your face. You're like totally stoked to talk about this. Throughout the movie, all these stories are intertwined with each other. You cut back and forth between each story. But throughout this, you've got Billy William Sh Shatner. Yeah. Did you say Bill Shatner? Billy Shatner. <laughs> Billy Shat. Um, he's 
a radio DJ, Dangerous Dan, and he's talking about like, well, you know, here at, you know, Porvi Glaive, I don't remember the name of the town. Do you guys remember the name of the town? No. Nope. Like, it's like the name of their, their town. He's all like, Christmas is a real special time. Isn't that right, Norman, who's like his like co-host, who's going to go down to the mall for the food drive. Yeah. And Norman holds up a sign to the, the booth that says, <laughs> fuck Christmas, and then disappears. He's like, well, Norman's... Norman's in a good mood. Go down and see Norman at the mall. And so he's basically just like being like a narrator, kind of like, well, here's your next Christmas song. And yeah. that's kind of the cut in between each story is you got William Shatner um, talking. And as this story plays out, um, we'll get to it once we talk more about the uh, the Santa stuff. But there's also another story where Santa's workshop is in play. Yeah. Like Mark was saying, they made the elf zombies. It was awesome because they were like they like become a little evil before they become zombies. So like Mrs. Claus comes and is like, look, I made cookies. And the guy's like, fuck your cookies. Oh, I, like, thought they were, <gasps> I thought they were like, like exorcist possessed because doesn't one of the, yeah, like the that, elves, like I don't want your cookie. Yeah. That elf's name is shiny. 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 <laughs> and he's sitting there and he starts cursing them out. Yeah. It's <laughs> so great. And then he says, Ms. Claus is a reindeer fucking snow whore. And then he like cuts his own hand. <laughs> like, yeah, he takes a little mini. And all the axe. other elves are like, what the fuck? Is <laughs> oh, they get sprayed on? with blood and they're like, what the fuck? And I I forget how he dies exactly. Does he get knocked around or something? No, or? no, he he dies from blood loss, okay. supposedly. Right. And then they're like, he wait. He falls on the ground and he's like, Santa, am I dying? And he's like, it looks like it. It's like, but I'm an elf. Can elves we can't die? die. Like, yeah, and the elves shouldn't. are like, we can't die, right? And they look at Santa and Santa's like, you shouldn't be able to. I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on. Yeah, and then the zombie disease starts spreading, and all the elves now are attacking. And there's just so much great footage of Santa fucking up elves. Yeah, so he realizes what's going on, runs in, tells Mrs. Claus, something's up with the elves. He has to, like, go figure out what it is, and as he's leaving, he has to, like, one-man army with his little, like, (laughs) staff, which has been sanded down to a, a fine knife point on one end, starts killing these elves left and right. If you're into blood and guts, this is the part of the movie yeah. that you want to stick around It is for. really great. They do a great job here. That, it was really... And the guy who plays Santa is fucking phenomenal. Yes. Like He does such a good job of selling it. And then he runs into an affected Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Wife gets to, turned and that's a sad moment for him. He's he like, has to oh. kill her and then he's like, all right, you know what time it is. He finally makes it down to the stables. He's like, Donner, Blitzen, let's go. He's covered in blood. He's <laughs> fucked up. He's fought all these elves and then the door starts rattling, right? Is that what happens next? The door starts yeah, rattling. Yeah, the door yeah. rattles open and Krampus walks in. And this is like, I've he's said. He's like, you, like, I knew it was you the whole time. Let's settle this finally. Yeah. So there's like this like age old like struggle between Santa and Krampus. And Krampus like is like a He-Man Skeletor yes. fight yes. or something like yes. that. Uh, and then like the battle goes on a little bit. Krampus falls down and then just goes, Norman, what are you doing? <laughs> Norman. And Santa looks at him like, Norman? Who's this Norman guy? And then it, it it transitions into the mall where Norman from the radio show had gone to be the Santa Claus of the evening. And you find out he's been murdering all the poor people in the mall. <laughs> he's having a delusional breakdown where he thinks he's Santa at the North Pole killing elves. And he's actually killing all the people at the mall. And then Krampus, when he comes in, that's actually the cops. And he has to fight these cops. It's and so you realize nice. it's all been in his head. And what's so crazy about it is like you're now seeing like, oh, my God, Norman's lost it. This was all in his head. He's killed all these people. He commits to it at that point. He realizes like, oh, this was in my head. He goes right back into killing everyone he can. The cops take him out. But what's funny is throughout the whole movie, as Dangerous Dan, William Shatner is talking about, he's like, 
Just stay away from the mall. We don't know what's going on down there. The hostages, just stay home. Here's another Christmas song for you. Yes. I don't understand why, what's going on down there. But just, so this hostage situation at the mall is playing out while he's, while we're cutting in between these other stories. And you realize that William Shatner has been talking about Norman losing his fucking mind and killing people at the mall, but he doesn't know it's Norman. I think the ending is really what sells the whole thing as a package, honestly. Yeah. The, like, I wasn't sure why we needed the William Shatner interjections between these other movie vignette crossovers for that reason. But it, like, when finally it was all revealed at the end, I was like, okay, that was pretty well put together. 100%. Yes, because you find out that, that the thing that's been like interweaved through all this movie is actually the thing that's playing out with Dangerous Dan's character. Yeah, now I definitely did not catch that the, the cop was the same dude yeah, in, in the Changeling story. So let story. me break so down all the weaves here, okay? Okay. So with the, the movie, I think, starts with the kids at the very beginning. Oh, no, it starts with Santa's um, workshop. Oh, yes, right, right, right. And then he's like, he's like, it's time to get to work, guys. Let's get this done. And then it cuts to Dangerous Dan, and Norman's just staring off into the distance. Yes. So at that point, you realize Norman's already in his head. So Norman's already thinking about being at the North Pole but having to do a bunch of work he didn't want to do. So that's yeah. where that is. Then we cut to the kids, and the three kids are there, and the the alpha kid... The male is like, well, I got to say bye to my girlfriend real quick. Oh, so they're in the, the girlfriend who the kids, the three uh, news kids are saying goodbye to is the white girl, the white daughter from the shitty family. Okay. So yep. they're like, bye, have a good time. He grabs her ass. She gets in the car. They drive off to auntie's house. Then those three kids go to school. But as we're watching that video of the, the cops finding the stuff, it's the, the black cop is the dad from the changeling story. Gotcha. Now, okay. there's also a point where Dangerous Dan is talking. He's all like, well, Christmas time is supposed to be a time of joy. I don't know what's going on at the mall over there. And he's like, he's like, it's time for family. And he picks up a photo of his family. And his family is the shitty family. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, he's the, he's the older brother that the aunt doesn't want to talk to. Because remember, the older brother wants nothing to do with his crazy aunt. So hmm. William Shatner is the uncle of that shitty family. Because he has a picture of the shitty family in a frame that he looks at. And he's like, it's a time for family. And then he puts it back down. So William Shatner is going to wake up the next morning with a raging headache and probably the worst day of his life to yeah. find out not only is his sister dead, but all his niece and nephew, yes. like family's dead. And Norman's, Norman's dead. dead. Norman's dead. Norman was responsible for the thing at the mall. It'll just yeah. be him and Sandra. That is a rough ass Christmas. And at the end, that's why he's like, I don't know what happens, but every year, just Christmas is the worst time for, you know, Plainsville, whatever, like his town. Yeah. So it's like almost like this kind of shit happens every year. He's and that's why he's drinking so much, I think, because he knows just shit's about to go down <laughs> because he's like, let's just get this. Let's get Christmas started. He starts pouring booze into eggnog, like almost like he knows, like and he, he says something like, oh, every year this is supposed to be a time for joy, but we always have the craziest stuff happen here. What's going on? But yeah, those are how those are all weaved together. Huh. So right like, on. It's, it's it's subtle. It's not as blatant as trick or treat. Yeah, but it's subtle, but it's all there. So all these stories take place in this town on this night and everyone's somewhat related, like not related, like yeah. by blood, but you know, like to the stories. Well, there you have it. It was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I also really like this movie. I would recommend it as a decent Christmas horror movie for sure. Yeah. It's worthwhile. Do you think it would have played better as it's standalone vignettes if they didn't crisscross? No, because I think the weaker ones would have really brought down the whole film really substantially. If you had to sit there and watch 20 minutes of it, just all in one sitting. Are you talking ugh. about not interweaving them? Right, if they were just oh, like one yeah, vignette after exactly another. Exactly like John said, it would it would be a slog to get through the, the school one for me and then the Krampus one, yeah. which would be visually entertaining. 
would still be like, well, that was boring. Yeah. Yep. This is one to pick up if you want some horror on Christmas. This is definitely, you know, there's not a lot of good horror Christmas no. movies. So I feel like this is one that kind of stands out. Did you like this one more or less than Krampus? I still like Krampus. Yeah. More. I think I'm with you. It's got Adam Scott, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gives it plus 25 already. We love you, Adam Scott. Guys, do we have anything else to say? Merry Christmas. Have a happy holidays and uh, try not to go crazy at the mall and uh, inadvertently kill everybody. Yeah. Keep the anti-Christmas spirit out of your hearts. Too bad they couldn't have licensed the Night Santa one crazy. By Weird Al? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a great that'd be a great outro song. I wonder if I'll do that. Hmm. Um, it's right. almost like something we should put on our episode, <laughs> you guys. Well, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. The workshop is gone now He decided to bomb it Everywhere you'll find pieces Of Cupid and Comet And he tied up his helpers And he held the elves hostage And he ground up a room